Okay, so the, um, this, this study, Rebel Heart, then, that we're starting, I think that the verse that applies to it, um, that Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven 37 verse on the front cover, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and then Mark says, and with all your strength. Um, I don't think there's another verse that says it quite as clear, that that, it, that should be our first priority in our life. That is what Jesus said should be the first priority in our life, is love God, and all the rest will come, right? That being that second verse, if you love God, you'll be able to love your neighbor. Mm, a bit harder. <laughs> but that first verse. So if you open up the book, you'll see um, we're bringing in that soap Bible study method that we've been talking about. Um, soap being the scripture. So like I've written out the scripture, you'll see on that next page um, that it's got a diagram that looks like this that I've drawn out on the board. Um, so scripture is writing out the verse that you're studying. So the way that's going to work is um, probably at Bible study on today or on Sundays, you'll hear we're going to be studying Matthew 22, 37 or whatever that verse would be. So during the week, your job then is to go do the soap Bible study method on your own. Okay? So you'll come to class on Fridays having filled out this page right here. Okay, so you'll write out your scripture, um, and then you'll do observation. And what does observation say it is? It's um, what stood out to you about the verse. Are there any commands or instructions? Um, what's the author saying, and who is he speaking to? So those kinds of things. Like, is there words that are repeating? Remember those things like, therefore. What's it there for, right? Those kinds of things that we're going to look for context clues. Um, if you've ever done a preset study, um, a preset study is something that looks for like, what is, what keeps, okay, we see, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. When you start seeing things repeating, love God, love God, love God, love God, like that's like your highlight verses, right? And circle those kinds of things that, you know, if it gives a command or it gives instruction or things like that. So really taking one verse and really dissecting it and asking yourself those questions. What am I seeing? What is it prompting me to do in my life? That comes in with application, right? How can you apply this verse to your life today? Is there a situation God is bringing to your mind specifically? God likes to do that, right? He likes to you're sitting at church and the pastor's preaching only to you, right? <laughs> so he will use the scripture during the week, which is why it's important. Um, don't just do it on Monday or don't just do it on Friday before class. Start on Monday and then every day just reread it again. God, give me fresh eyes today. You know, show me in the situations that I'm in, in my, in my relationships and when I'm at Walmart or whatever it may be. Show me how this verse um, is speaking and how you want me to have it affect my life. How can you live in light of this truth? Okay? Um, and then the last part is prayer. Maybe you'll add to that prayer every day. Maybe you'll just pray that same prayer. Um, turn the thoughts um, to prayer and ask God to show you how to apply the scripture in your life. Okay? Um, you'll see then after the soap study, there's a page 
if you're a note taker and you want to take notes on what Susie and I um, is saying, okay, that would be a good place for that. You'll see on the next page, praise and gratitude. There's one for every week. These pages are in here for 20 weeks is what we anticipate this will take us through the end of May. Um, you know, letting out some holidays, things like that that we won't be here for. Um, but praise and gratitude, you know, through the prayer chain in your own life. The next um, page has room for prayer requests. Um, this could be a place that you, you know, maybe use front and back. And like Susie talks about a lot about her prayer tent and being the, the people in her family that she prays for regularly. Um, Susie started praying for my family and things started happening. So she's really good if you need... <laughs> God is really good. God is really good. But she's very faithful to be praying every day. Um, sermon notes. So this gives you, and the reason why I added sermon notes to this is because I have, since I've been a women's ministry leader, every week that I have taught, Jim has said something that applied to it. And I believe it's because God has a message that he's trying to get to us. And I love to see how that works together. So if you know you're taking notes on that, be surprised by God. Maybe you're in another church or you're listening to a podcast and you want to add that in here, however. So anyway, you have all of that. And then just the very back page has some dates to remember. If we're talking about something coming up or we're not going to be here, whatever, you know, um, or whatever the case may be, it gives you a little page in the back there. Um, so, so for today, because you guys did not have these last week, um, you can fill out this soap study first page and take any Bible notes that you want on that next page. Um, we're going to start with finding what in the world I did with my notes. Here they are. Okay. If I was to ask you... Looking at Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven, right here, what kind of things do you observe? It's talking to us. Talking to us. Okay. What else do you see? What's he telling us? Love your God. Love. Sounds like a command. Right. It's a command. What else? Do you see any repeating words? All. All. Right? So, all. All. This marker doesn't work. Um. Anything else? Your. Your, right? Or you. You. Your. 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 Okay? So, again, he's talking to us, right? He's giving this command to love. Love with what? We said all your, right? All. All implies something, doesn't it? 
If I was to <clears throat> put a real estate sign in the front of your life, what kind of things do you think would be written on that real estate sign? If I was to put a real estate sign up in front of you, in front of your life, what kind of things do you think would be written on there? Would it say, good mom? Say this. <laughs> space for rent. Be honest. Is there space in your heart that's for rent? No. Mm. Maybe, maybe like, well, if I'm understanding your question, I think if you'd have asked me 10 years ago, I would have said yes. Right. But I would say today, no. Mm. Today, no. I feel like um, we take these terms, and I think of Eve. Do you think Eve thought she was sold to Jesus? No. You don't think she did? Do you think, think she knew first, who she belonged to? I think at first she did, and then she right. realized she didn't. And what changed in that? When she listened to the world. The bargainer came along, yeah. right? Satan came along. The bargainer. The one that says, yeah, you can are you have sure? More. Right, you can I, have more. Are you sure that's what God said? Well, and where he said, like, I think mm -hmm. mine would say so Jesus, although there are times squatters try to come in. Yeah. You know, exactly. people that try to come in and play ground that aren't theirs. Right. You know, and you have to battle that, but I would, mm -hmm. yeah. What, what if it's not people, though? What if it's um, TV shows? Stealing your time. Stealing your time. Mm -hmm. Maybe um, books that are a little racy. Maybe, uh, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's too many drinks. Too many card games? Too many card games? <laughs> Anything could be bad, right? But it's about what what space is for red in your heart? Is Jesus number one, or are things allowed to creep in that could take space? Right? Obviously, we see that with, with Adam and Eve, where they knew who they belonged to. That wasn't a doubt. But then when Satan came in and said, are you sure it's not that big a deal? That's how we end up in Matthew. Matthew 22, do you remember what was going on there? Why, why this was said? Okay. 
think Jesus was had just kind of he kind of just have a slap down with the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the the crowd, which weren't really Christians, they were Jewish people, and he was telling them, you know, they asked him about what's the greatest commandment, and he said to love the Lord your God. Mm -hmm. So I think what he was saying to them is, you've always believed there were these commandments from the God, but now there's this one commandment, yeah. and in that one commandment, all the other are fulfilled in that one commandment, I think is what he was trying to tell them. Exactly. The Pharisees were a group that were your conservatives, right? It's, that's the Christian that, you know, well, we'll call them Christians, and that's a loose term in this, you know what I'm saying? They're, they were the conservative ones, you know? You do this, you don't do that. And the, the Sadducees were more the liberals, and then the Herodians were more of your political party. You throw all of that together, and they're trying to figure out, can they trip up Jesus? They didn't really... They didn't believe who he was. They were just trying to point out who he couldn't be and get him discredited and out of the way, right? So do you remember how many laws that the Jewish people had? 613 laws. billions. Yeah. 365 of those laws were thou shalt not, right? The other 248 were thou shalt. So... They had all of these laws, and they took 613 laws, and they tried to decide which ones were the most important and which ones were the least important. Do you do that? Yeah, we do that, right? That is where space for rent comes, right? It's not that big of a deal if I do this, as long as I'm not doing that big thing, right? Or we start looking at each other, well, at least I don't do that, right? That's where space for rent comes. Space for rent looks for a way out of the rules or to say the rules aren't that important. And Jesus says, when you love like this, you're not looking at the rules, you're looking at me. And out of that flows love, which is how you're able to love your neighbor. That's the second part, right? So when they looked at those rules and they went from big to little, and Jesus answered them, this was coming from Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 5. And it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and then Mark added, and all your strength. Okay? Surely that implies that there is no space for rent if there is all, correct? If it's all, there's no space for rent. How do we get serious, though, about the all? What does it mean to have this rubble heart that says all? The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they didn't recognize their pride in asking the question, but we know who Jesus is, right? Yet, we still get ourselves in this position when we're questioning all. Don't we? Aren't we questioning God when we say something might not be that important to him? Yeah? Is it convicting when you think of it that way? What are the kinds of things that you can think of? I know for me, I am 
constantly checking in on that space for her with, he's okay about that TV show. If we are always asking, is it okay if I put my toe here, that that's not necessarily the all that God was asking for? But I think this is what I kind of figured out a few years back. If you're arguing, well, then it's probably the all means right there. Yeah. Because Satan, Satan's not going to tell you to do those things. Right. And so if you're arguing, this is where I found myself in the situation I was always justifying and arguing with the Lord. And I'm like, why don't I just obey what I believe he's yes. telling me? And if I'm wrong, I did it because I really believed he was telling me that. Because I know that Satan's not telling me this. Exactly. I'm always telling my kids that. Doubt in a situation between doing what you think God might want you to do and what Satan's asking you to do. God's not going to give you doubt. Right? That's Satan. He's over there just like Eve, or to Eve, saying, are you sure that's what God meant? Maybe you misunderstood. Right? So when that doubt comes in, like Susie said, you already know where the line is. You're standing on the line. So get back. <laughs> My grandchildren, the littlest ones, especially little Emma, right? She's three years old, and you know that age. Is, um, they can look you. Helen, you probably had lots of experience with this, with a toddler that looks you dead in the eye even though you've told them no. And then they do it anyway while they're watching it, right? <laughs> you can even threaten them. You are gonna get a spanking if you do that. And they'll still look right at you and do it. No fear, right? Then they get that spanking, right? Whoa! <laughs> 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 if they didn't know it was coming, right? But they get a little older, and what happens about seven, eight years old? We start sneaking, right? They know the consequence if they do it in front of you. They've learned it. So now they're going to sneak it. They're going to hide it. Right? And what was Eve doing? What was Adam doing in the garden? Hiding. Right? They knew that there was going to be a consequence. They didn't want to get caught. Right? That's the place that we get ourselves in. Um, I was watching a show with Richard last night. And what is going on? Did I hear this correctly? Some guy offered $300,000 for anyone in the world to find his tractor that was stolen from his dad's house. And I thought, that's got to be way, worth way more than the tractor even is. Why is he doing that? And Richard said, well, he's one of those TV influencers. He probably makes millions of dollars. And money means nothing to him. And so then he started telling me about this kid. And I do mean kid. He's probably in his 20s. And um, he... He was talking about another time that he had bought a big piece of property. This is one of those YouTube videos where they buy cars just to blow them up and whatnot, you know, and just get people to watch it. And so he said this guy, his name um, is Cody, he bought this big piece of land in the Midwest. And he had those big Connex trailers on it or whatever, and he stored stuff there. Well, and he had a gate that was locked. And stuff started getting moved around and was disappearing. And um, so he put up cameras, but he did it in a way that he put cameras that were obvious all around. And then he put cameras up in trees where people wouldn't look, right? 
So he, sure enough, here comes this guy through his gate, and then you see the guy leaving, and he spray paints all of the cameras, and then you see the guy leaving with his stuff in the back of his truck, right? So he's got his information, he's got you know his what he looks like, what his truck looks like, and he lived about 10 miles away. They found him, called the cops, had the cops go. And the guys, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I didn't do it. Well, what if we told you you were on camera? I did it. <laughs> right? So after denying, 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 and he finally realized he was caught and couldn't get out of it, and they really did have footage on him, he admitted to what he'd done. And then Cody said, um, I don't want to press charges if he apologizes. That's all he wanted was an apology and he got his stuff back. And I thought, how is that similar to how the Lord feels about us? Right? God just wants us to be back in relationship with him. He doesn't want us to hide and to lie about it and deny it and try to pretend it didn't happen. Um, he just wants us to come back. It's not that he needs to hear the words, I'm sorry. It's that our heart is sorry, right? And he wants that relationship restored. Um, so, again, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this kid just has a lot of money, <laughs> right? This kid has a lot of money. He's able to do this and he's able to say it, but he didn't realize what an impact that would make, probably on this guy's life, right? Who could have been put in jail. His wife had no idea whatsoever, and she's on camera, and he wound up blurring her out. She didn't know, and the impact that it made. It doesn't take away the consequences, does it? He got some consequences erased, but his face is actually all over, <laughs> you know? There, there's still consequences. Um, faced with my own sin, with my own ugly heart, and desperately, if you've been in that place, desperately wanting that, that forgiveness to be back in that relationship with God, right? And you know it's ugly. And you know um, it's hard to forgive yourself. But God just says, I'm not asking for you to pay sentence. I'm not asking for you to go to jail. You're not going to hell because of this. I just want the right relationship with you. I just want restoration. Why does Jesus get so specific, though? Did you realize that? He could have just said, love God, right? But what is significant about your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength? Do they all mean something different? Yeah, yeah. What? What are you thinking, Tim? I'm just thinking that sometimes we can love somebody with our heart, but our minds can yeah. put, you know, tell us all kinds of things. Yeah. So you have there, you have to put that in there because it has to be our heart and our mind. Our heart really speaks to like our emotions, right? The Jewish people would have seen it not only as an organ, 
but it would have been the place where decisions and choices are made, right? Your soul, who does your soul speak to? Love somebody with all of your soul. It's every fiber of your being, right? It's everything in you that knows you are created by a creator and that there is a God, right? What about your mind? We kind of talked about that a little bit. How's your mind different than your heart? You can play games on us. You can play games on you too, right? You justify. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Romans 12, 12 says what? Anybody? Transform your mind. Right? Transform your mind. Because if we don't transform our mind to the way that God thinks, well, we're still rationalizing in our we're still in space for rent. That's where, where, at least for me, my mind is where I probably sit more than I should. Yeah. Just because I start thinking of, well, they didn't do this, or they didn't do this, and it all starts here. Yes. That's where lies come in, right? That's where we hear the enemy saying, you aren't enough. They don't love you. You need to do more. You know, all of those things, those lies, if we don't know the truth of what God says, and we haven't stored that, then um, we are easily giving the same space for rent in our head. Right? Um, and then our strength. What's that? It's whether we're weak or strong. Hmm? I think about physics, our physical bodies. Where I think of the heart as our emotional being, mm -hmm. and our mind is more our logical part and our soul is what carries on after we've died and our strength is our physical being. Yeah. Charles Spurgeon said, with all of your strength means all of our energy, with every faculty and with every possibility of our nature. Everything within us to love. I don't love tacos like that, do I? I mean, you might think I just love tacos like that. But we say we love constantly. I love this, I love that, right? But to love in this way, that's only meant for God. Right? I can say um, my husband loves me with all his heart, soul, mind, and strength. But that's not true, is it? We aren't capable of that. God's capable of that. We're capable of doing our best, right? Of doing our best. But God says, that's the kind of relationship I want to have with you. What, you know, we could say, what captures your heart? I said tacos. What else captures your heart? Sam Elliott? I don't know. Is it Sam Elliott, Helen? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, Warren Wiersbe said to love God is not to have good feelings about him for true love involves the will as well as the heart where there is love there will be service and obedience verse 38 which is the next one that says and love your neighbor as yourself do you realize what is the one thing he says love God and love your neighbor as yourself but doesn't ever really emphasize and love you first. 
Does it? No. No. Who says love you? The world. The world. Satan. Love you. Make it all about you. You first. Take care of yourself. You don't have to be kind to them. They're jerks. Right? Loving God allows us to love others. And that is our service and our obedience. That's the commands that are given here. Not putting ourselves first. Context, it's not about whether or not you take a shower or eat. It's um, it's about that you are first before others. I don't your decision making. Your decision making. I don't I'm not going to I give me an example. I'm not gonna I'm gonna take care of me first before I put God yeah. first to me. Do what I need what I'm supposed to be. Well, I don't serve at church because I work all week. I don't. I can't go on just tired. Or maybe it's it's how you use the money that you have. You know, I'm going to take yeah. care of me first. Yeah. And I'll worry about right. if I have anything left over. Yeah. It's an attitude too. Of it's kind of that. What do they call those ladies that have an attitude of their Karens? You know, mm. where they have an mm-hmm. attitude of. Um, entitlement. Yes. And I think that when we have that kind of attitude of entitlement that um, we're not putting God first. Yes. That's true. Well, whenever we put anything of ourselves before God, right? Before God, let's just talk about just God. Like, you know what? I really don't want to spend time in the Word. I'd rather watch TV. I, I'd rather um, sleep in on Sundays than go to church. Right? And I'm not saying that it's a list of rules that this is what a good Christian looks like. We say that. Right? We say you have to be at church on Sunday. You're extra good if you're there on Wednesday and then Friday at Bible study. Right? We do that. Right? God's just saying, love me. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Love me this way, and the rest will follow. Right? It will come out of that. It will flow out of that. And so what we have to focus on is this part of it. And are we refusing, though, to love God in this way in our lives and in the choices that we're making? Are we refusing to love God in that way? Because that's pretty definitive, isn't it? This is way more than, I love Jesus. This is way more than I just, I go to Sunday school, right? Um, Can you read that quote again, Kim, before we go on? To, I got the serve, service and obedience, but uh, serve and, and obedience, but it was along with that. Okay. How about I just read it over to you? It's this one right here at the bottom. And then it ended in and obedience. Okay. Okay. Um, 
Would you say that... Um, Let me start with this. C.S. Lewis said, I didn't go to religion to make me happy. I always knew a bottle of port would do that. If you want a religion to make you feel really comfortable, I certainly don't recommend Christianity. So we don't become Christians because we equate that with that's where happiness. We don't. But we do do that in this world, don't we? We start, this is what it looks like. How many times have you heard the term jack something? Right? Because it's saying that they call themselves that, but they don't actually live like that. Right? They're, we have people, we call them, I hate to say this, <laughs> um, but we call them priesters. They only come on Christmas and Easter to church, but they don't live like that the other 364 days of the year. Right? Priesters. Priesters. Right? And, uh, but that is to say that there are people that come in on Sundays, and that is the only time that the Word of God is cracked. Right? Maybe that's you. Maybe you go through seasons of that. You know, I've been there. I feel like, oh, I've given so much to everything else, I don't have time. But it is the right thing to do is to take family to church on Sunday. Right? Francis Chan said, Do you have a belief system or a love relationship with God? Huge difference. Belief system or a love relationship with God. If your family walked away, would you go to? If maybe it's your husband, maybe it's your daughter, your grandma, your mom. Maybe it's somebody in the church that you go because they go. They keep dragging you along with them. It's what you do. They take you to lunch afterwards. I'm kind of guilty of that. If you come to church, I'll take you to lunch. <laughs> right? Um, but would God say on that last day, on that day you're standing before him, that he knew you? Or would he say, well, I knew you, Mom. I didn't really know you. I know you went to church, but you didn't really know me. Right? Willing to follow God wherever he leads. It's not shutting down the voice that says you can't do this, you can't do that. That's what the Pharisees and the Sadducees were doing, right? They were saying these were the biggies and these were the little ones, and they were putting it in categories, and they didn't have a love relationship with God. That's the difference between a belief system and a love relationship. Okay. Remember Jill Briscoe, that quote that I constantly am saying about where your ministry is? Where's your ministry? Right? Right there between your two feet, she said. Right there. You don't have to wait for a calling. You don't have to wait for your career, retirement. You don't have to wait for your kids to be gone. Every day, your ministry is between your two feet. Whatever it is. Right? Um, loving others, serving others, not wanting anything in return, not expecting anything, that's love and action. Francis Chan said, there are Christians in the church right now and this is one of the things that started convicting me. Maybe you've been a Christian for 20 years, but you've never discipled anybody. You've never led anyone to Christ. That's not what we were commanded to do, right? We were commanded to love others. We were commanded 
to go out and preach the gospel into all the world and we're commanded to disciple and mentor and get involved and have those types of relationships. Yet many of us are living as Christians with just a belief system. This is if I go to church on Sunday or I go to Bible study and I do the things and I check the boxes that I've done everything that God has asked me to do. And God is saying, that's not a love relationship. That's not the actions coming out of someone that is completely sold out to me with no space for rent. So ask yourself, if you've been a Christian five years, 10 years, 15 years, 40 years, whatever it may be, am I living like that? Am I living as if it is just as important as air that I am sharing who Jesus is with someone else? And what does that look like? God will have to tell you. Your ministry is right there between your two feet. You don't have to go pick up and get a calling. You don't have to be told this is what, where you need to be to do it. If you love God like this, he's going to bring people into your life, and you just got to be willing, right? And she said, God said to her, um, 
I'm the one that plans party, you're coming to my party. And I thought, oh, I needed to hear that. It's not, I am not inviting God to my party. I'm going to his. So he's already got the party planned. I just gotta show up. It's like that in any ministry. Just show up. God will give you. Have you ever had a, an experience like that? Anybody? Yeah? Yeah. Um, so be thinking about that then. Um, you know, so how do I grow to get to this place? Anybody? Just work on it. Day by day. Yeah. We're never, we're never going to achieve it no. completely. Right. But God wants us to work on it and talk to him about it and ask for his help. Yeah. He says in Psalm 119.11, hide the word in your heart. When we hide the word in our heart, it's going to come to mind all day long, isn't it? God uses that. When you're a Bible study, which is why I said when you're a Bible study, or when you're hearing pastor on Sunday, and God's speaking that same message to you, and you're hearing it at the grocery store. I've been at the grocery store and overheard somebody and went, talking to me. <laughs> you know? Little things. If you see something, pick up a message, or you know, maybe you're watching a TV show or reading a book, and something jumps out at you. God is speaking to us all day long. We just got to be in tune to that, right? It's having our heart connected to his. And that's all he is looking for, for us, to have that love relationship. He didn't make it hard. He made it easy, right? We just have to be willing to lay ourselves down and to stop listening to the enemy and letting him have any space to rent in our heart and in our mind, right? We can love God in that way. Get into the Word daily, not just on Sunday. You know, we don't eat. I read one of the things I read was we don't eat just once a week. We be nourished, right? styles. It amazes me sometimes that, that some people will love and I'm like, mm, you know, but praise God, he didn't make us all the same. You know? <laughs> yeah. Anyone else have any thoughts on this? Anything that's sticking out? Maybe I missed it. Well, when she was talking about um, you know, or like you were saying, you know, planting seeds. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe we're not the plant seeder that day. Maybe right. we're the waterer. Right. Stew and stew about it. If someone just prays with me, 
just that little action that will just bring you peace. Have you ever experienced that? Right? So maybe your whole goal that day was God just wanted you to connect with someone in that way. Not worry about how your prayer sounded, but just that they needed that support. You know? Any other thoughts? Well, I was kind of down New Year's there by myself and everything. So I was thinking, oh, it's great. Poor me thoughts. <laughs> Mindset though, and you have this the Savior Life verse that when we drop the cross, because I a day does not go by that I have been perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like I I I mess up every day, and so I've set that cross down. Maybe I started out in the morning and I got my Bible study going, and I was feeling all kinds of good and on top of the world, and then you know maybe a few hours later I got in an argument with someone, something setting me off, whatever it may be. There's always a time, like Helen said, where I'm coming back to the Lord and like, oh, Lord, I messed up. You know, I'm sorry. Which is exactly why I also think it says there's new mercies every morning. I think you have to be forgiven. Yeah. He has to forgive you. He's willing to do it, right? And he's willing. He's not holding it over your head and saying, well, I'm going to press charges on Right? It's all I wanted was the apology. Yeah. All I wanted was for you to 